Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. You've got Jill Welke here to help you through your morning and get those chores done. I heard from Bob. Uh, actually, there's a text message on my phone. Um, I'm not sure the time change from here to there, but... Sounds like they're having a good trip so far and having a lot of fun over there. I know he's posted a few, quite a few pictures on Facebook. So we know that he made it across the pond and is having a good time, which he always has a good time on these trips. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some trade, uh, trade mission to Luanda, Angola, Africa. We're going to be talking about um, how much... Consumers are spending on their on food budgets, and the Wisconsin Technology Days wrap up for 2023. And I found a kind of an interesting story. USDA has designated August as Tree Check Month. I'll tell you more about that as we get going here. And then for our longer audio today, we're going to be hearing from Pam and the Milk Advisory and. Accelerated program for product development. Pam caught up with, let me look here, uh, John Talbot. So that should be interesting, you know, getting more products with the milk and just getting it out there and having people drink it, I think is so important. Um, This morning on the way in, there was a little bit of fog that I believe will lift pretty quickly. After a bit, there was one raccoon I surprised along the way. 
And I must have scared the stink out of a skunk. Because it was, boy, it was stinky for a while. But I know I didn't hit him. But I must have scared him bad enough that he let this stink go. So let's take a first look at our weather here on Wax 104.5. Today, high of 79. Tonight, 64. Tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, hot and humid. Tomorrow's a high of 91. Sunday and Monday, high of 87. And then Tuesday, it just says hot of 90 and 92 on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I don't know if the humidity is going to go out, but usually when it gets that hot, it's usually pretty humid. And then Thursday, 88. So we're going to have a pretty hot stretch here. Kind of our last hurrah for summer heat, I think. You never know. We might get some more later. But that's our your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Financing as low as 4.9% on select 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. And that's the weather on Wax 104.5. Almost a minute after five, and we better get started with our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The top Maui emergency management official who didn't sound warning sirens as wildfires swept across the island has resigned. Mark Mayfield has details. Officials said on Thursday that Herman Andaya, administrator of the county's emergency management agency, cited health reasons. Effective immediately, his resignation came one day after he defended his decision not to activate the sirens. Andaya said he feared coastal residents would have fled inland towards the flames. A wildfire devastated the town of Lahaina last week, killing more than 100 people and destroying thousands of buildings. I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump says next week's scheduled news conference in New Jersey in which he planned to release a report on his so-called election fraud is no longer happening. On Truth Social, Trump posted that on advice of his lawyers, he will now release the report in formal legal filings. He claimed the report will exonerate him from his recent indictment in Georgia for allegedly trying to overturn the 2020 election in the state. Federal prosecutors are seeking 27 to 33 years in prison in the cases of the four Proud Boys who were found guilty of seditious conspiracy. The four men were convicted in May for their roles in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Prosecutors say the Proud Boys were guilty of crimes of terrorism and that the sentences be noted by those who would foment such political violence in the future. Russia is fining Google for failing to delete what it calls false content about the war in Ukraine. A Moscow court on Thursday found the company guilty of failing to remove so-called prohibited information and fined Google 3 million rubles, or about $30,000. Google is just the latest Internet company to be fined by Russian authorities. On Tuesday, Reddit was fined for not removing alleged false content. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to take a look at our temperatures around the area. Oh, today, right now here in Eau Claire, right outside our back door is 53 degrees. Medford, 45. Rice Lake, 48. Wausau, 50 with some clouds. Green Bay, 56 and clear. Marshfield, 49 and clear. La Crosse and Madison, both 55. And Milwaukee, 60 and clear. And our weather today, we're, we're going to climb up to 79 degrees. Tonight, 64. Tomorrow, Saturday or Sunday and Monday, hot and humid with highs of 91 and 87. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, 
90, 92, and hot. So it's the last blast of heat and humidity before the kiddos head on back to school. And as I mentioned earlier, I did hear from Bob, and he sent back some audio, and he calls it Farm Tour Friday. So we'll have to see what he has to say. And after that, we'll be heading to our markets. We're underway. We're moving in Scotland. We haven't gotten to Northern Ireland or Ireland yet on our Wax Holiday Vacations Farm Tour. Clarice and Jim Stiesel are with us from, uh, now I know the hometown of Sparta. Yes, our address is Sparta, but we live in Cataract, which is between Sparta and Black River Falls. Yep. All right, where you get caught in the crosstown traffic in Cataract, you're in trouble. Yeah. All right, Clarice, uh, you've been on other trips with us, and granted, we are just getting started. Glasgow. And, uh, you know, we've also uh, seen the capital city here, too. But uh, what do you think of what we've seen so far? Well, yesterday with Glasgow, we had a bus tour and we drove around and we've seen so many cool buildings and everything that are so old. And it was just, it was very awesome. And today we got into Edinburgh and we've seen the the castle there um, and the people, the the number of tourists that are here is just absolutely crazy, but the buildings and everything that we've seen today, unbelievable. And the dates of when they started building, when they built these buildings, I mean, we weren't even a glimmer in Christopher Columbus's eye yet. For sure. It's like, you, you look at these buildings and some of them you can tell they're old. You know, they're, they're not like anything that we have in the States. I was going to say built 900, 1100, they're, and they're still, they're still using them. Yeah, they're amazing. You know, you look at some of them and they maybe have a little chip here or there, but they are in great condition for the age that they are. All right. And uh, did you get some things shopping done in uh Again, we were on the Royal Mile today in Edinburgh. Did you get anything shopping done, or did you ever see so many tourists in one place? I did more looking today than shopping. I did buy one thing for my Christmas tree. When we go on these tours, I always buy an ornament to put on my tree, and I did find one for that. So Scotland, it says on it, so it's cool. Grandchildren, going to get something? Yeah, but I'm not going to say what yet. I don't blame you. Jim is also is, and Jim, again, you uh, you made the comment that, uh, boy, there are a lot of tourists around here, so COVID must be over with. There's some special tourists out there that really catch your eye. And uh, you got some neat pictures that uh, when you get home, you can show it around. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but also, one of the things you brought up to me is that I've never seen so many people smoking as there are over here. Well, the Europeans seem to have their need to smoke or vape. And, and they're doing it. And and they are. Yeah, they are. You ever spend a little time in castles or, or cathedrals like this? The ca- cathedrals. There's a lot of fabulous cathedrals. Um, the spires, you know, they, they want to go up as high as they can so they can, so they can get close to God. And, and that's what they are. They're tall and special. And they're old and they're still in and, good shape. They're still in good shape, yeah. Like I say, there, some of them were started in... 1900 uh, uh, and and they revamped them a little bit in uh, 1100 and and they're still standing there the mortar is holding up just fabulous yep and we'll see more plus we got a lot of farms to visit as well the steasels with us down the sparta cataract area jim and claris as we continue our wax holiday farm tour here in scotland northern ireland and ireland i bob Osold. for those who work in acres 
not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's jump right into our first look at markets sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash livestock choice fed beef steers are 177 to 190 with mixed at 140 to 176. Choice fed beef heifers are 177 to 189 with mixed at 117 to 176. Choice fed Holstein steers are 155 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 92 to 154. Cows are 80 to 109 with a top of 122 with bulls at 113 to 127. Butcher hogs are 58 to 81 with sows at 54 to 62 and boars at 20 to 28. New crop market lambs are 152 to 191. Feeder lambs are 70 to 217. Ewes are 45 to 90. Small goats are 35 to 175 dollars. Medium goats are 100 to 230. Large goats are 125 to 300. And nanny goats are 45 to 220. Sliding on over to our futures markets. Live cattle for August 178.05 down 72.5 cents. October 178.32 down 95 cents. December 182.52 down a dollar five cents. And February 186.62 down 95 cents. And our feeder cattle futures for August 244.27 down a dollar ten. September 247.12 down a dollar eighty seven. In October, two forty nine thirty two down a dollar sixty five. In November, two fifty twenty down a dollar sixty, and that market is trending downward, just like the live cattle market is trending downward. Lean hog carcasses for October seventy nine fifteen up ninety seven cents. December seventy two up eighty two. February seventy six thirty seven up eighty, and April. 81.37 up 80, and that market is trending upward. And we're going to slide on over to our Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for December is at 485, holding steady from yesterday. Oats for December, 465, up 5 cents. November soybeans are at 1342, up 12 cents. December soybean meal is sitting at $384 a ton, up $4. And December wheat is at $624, up $0.09. Cents. And our cheese markets, barrels are $175, down $0.85. Cents. 40-pound blocks are at $202.5, up $0.75. Gray AA butters, $277, up $0.02. Cents. And our Class 3 milk futures, a little dismal here, trending downward through the end of the year. But for August, seventeen twenty-seven down seven cents. September down seven cents again to seventeen eighty-four. October seventeen sixty-three down seventeen cents. November down nine cents to seventeen ninety-one, and December seventeen ninety-three down another seven cents. So no eighteen-dollar milk on the board through the end of the year. And I looked ahead a little further and. The market didn't move much into the next year, so maybe up a penny, down a penny, and holding steady for what was available for me to see. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to take a look at some farm news. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to take a look at some of our farm news. USDA Deputy Secretary Tor Small will be leading a trade mission to Luanda, Angola, Africa 
on November 28th through December 1st. U.S. exporters will have the opportunity to meet with potential buyers, learn more about the market available to them, visit businesses interested in trading, and develop relationships that could lead to an exchange of goods. Angola is one of the largest markets in Africa with a population of nearly 36 million people. The country imports more than half of the food needed to feed everyone. And in 2022, U.S. food and agriculture exports to Angola totaled $236.8 million, with 99% of those products brought in because the Angola consumer initiated the need for the product. U.S. exporters will also have the opportunity to meet with representatives from neighboring Democratic Republic of the Congo and the Republic of Congo. U.S. exporters can apply to be part of the Angola trade mission by Friday, August 25th, online by going online at fas.usda.gov. So if you are have products and you're part of the export market, you can apply to be part of the Angola trade mission. U.S. consumers spent an average of just over 11% of their disposable personal income on food in 2022, the highest level since the 1980s. Equal amounts, 5.6% of the total, was spent on food purchased in supermarkets, convenience stores, etc., that is taken home and eaten, and food that is eaten away from home, like in restaurants and schools. The share of disposable income spent on food jumped more in 2022 than ever before. The sharpest annual drop of total food spending was in 2020 and equaled the drop in food prices of 1967. And last month, the 2023 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days show welcomed over 30,000 people to the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club grounds by Baraboo. According to Anna Maynard, Wisconsin Farm Technology Day's show coordinator, enthusiastic feedback was shared with her office about the different exhibits, performances, farm tours, and food trucks. Specifically, the drone demonstrations, horse performances and demonstrations, and cattle handling demonstrations in the beef tent were all well attended. Next year's show will be in Chippewa County at the Country Fest grounds in August. And the USDA has designated August as Tree Check Month. They're encouraging everyone to help protect our forests by taking a walk around your property or neighborhood to check trees for the invasive insect Asian longhorn beetle. The beetle damages trees through infestation. And the sooner problems are found, control strategies can be implemented to Limit spread and eliminate this invasive pest. And that's a look at our farm news. We need to get through some more chores. And then we will be hearing from Pam. And she's going to talk to John Talbot about the program, California's Accelerated Program for Product Development. And I do know that Brent Wink is on his way and we'll be hearing from him here in the in the studio a little bit later and i forgot to mention at the top of the hour it is flannel friday it's warm enough it's cool enough for flannel but warm enough that you gotta lose some sleeves so we better get working on our chores wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report 
You know, Wisconsin's not the only dairy state that's moving to try to encourage people to drink more fluid milk and consume more dairy in general. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, where I had a chance to visit with John Talbot. He is the CEO of the California Milk Advisory Board, and they have launched a real California milk accelerator program. What they're looking for, good ideas on how dairy they're producing today can be used for new product development in the future. John Talbot says just like Wisconsin dairy producers, he's concerned about the consumer trends. Obviously, it's 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 very disheartening, discouraging, if you will, in terms of the decline in consumption of uh, well, traditional fluid milk. But there is even, I think, some hope and some growth in, in that category when you look at some of the more value-added types of fluid milk. And our first year uh, with our accelerator program focused on uh, those, some of those kinds of opportunities. But there are a whole host of other areas that we're looking at to grow demand for milk. And those are typically in, uh, more value-added type products that have a specific benefit. A lot of times now um, with you know where we're at in the economy, with inflation and everything else, everybody's focused around value. Well, value isn't just necessarily about price. It's about functionality. It's about the benefits. So some of those functional benefits, um, you know, again, coming out of the pandemic, it was all about, you know, making sure that we had our immunity up. Um, you know, there were uh, a lot of more emotional kinds of things going on in people's lives and, you know, in terms of how to help people calm down almost or or feel better about themselves and their lives and you know, and, and dairy plays in all kinds of interesting ways in, in those need states. But, again, the whole purpose here is try and find new opportunities for consumers to connect with dairy products. Um, you know, and, and it, again, it's – consumers are always looking for new products. They're hardwired to look for new things. And they're always out there saying, well, you know, is this better? Is this different? And, you know, so the more opportunities we give them to look at some of our stuff and say, wow, oh, that looks interesting, um, then, you know, we've, 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 moved the, the <laughs> we've moved ahead in the game. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, simple adjustments. Uh, dairy Management Incorporated right now looking for a dairy product that combines the calming effects. So like you said, it may not necessarily be a big change in what we're already doing, but it does have to be a marketable change. Tell me what gets you excited, John, some of the projects that are have either come to fruition or that you are interesting in monitoring uh, that might be developing coming in the future. It doesn't all necessarily have to do with food. There's a lot of industrial uses we're finding for some dairy products, too. Yeah, we had one uh, entrant last year, Mitero, um, in our accelerator program that uh, developed uh, a bioplastic that was actually decompostable. Um, so it's obviously something, you know, packaging is a big part of the whole sustainability story. And, you know, if we could develop from our own product, you know, a, a, a plastic type uh, material that could be used for packaging, you know, that would be a huge win, you know, across the board. Um, but the, and there are there are lots of other ways of, of using milk. We've we've had entrance, um, you know, with 
pet foods, <laughs> you know, um, which is a, a big market, actually. Um, and we've had, uh, you know, products that are looking at all kinds of different ways of doing things, whether it's the product itself or maybe it's the distribution method, you know, and that's the innovation. You know, there's a lot of work right now on e-commerce and all of that. That's growing like crazy. We've had a couple entrants that are trying to figure out how to make cheese more available through e-commerce um, and things like that. So it's not just the products, as you suggest. Exactly. John Talbot's along with us. He is uh, California Milk Advisory Board CEO and a fellow that's been involved in marketing of a lot of different agriculture food-related products his entire career. Let's talk a little bit to give people a backstory on the real California Milk Accelerator, John. Uh, you folks, as you said, have been uh, asking for feedback, asking for proposals on new ideas, uh, outside-of-the-box thinking on what we can do with dairy. Uh, tell me a little bit about that accelerator program before we lose track of it sure sure the you know this uh started four years ago now for us so we're uh in actually our fifth year which uh is very exciting um and you know it started with the just fundamental idea you know it's like how do we combine two of california's greatest resources real california milk and and that insatiable entrepreneurial spirit and and the program is designed to identify and elevate um, and facilitate the product development process, the commercialization process. We're trying to connect the dots between entrepreneurs and food scientists and uh, and manufacturers and retailers and marketers and and investors to bring all the the resources together help them learn how to do you know the 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 product development process because a lot of them don't have a whole lot of experience in that and so we help accelerate that whole thing and and hopefully generate some ideas that ultimately make it to the marketplace how much money have you guys dedicated to this accelerator effort well, we this year um, the prize pool will be about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and um, and that is not cash in kind necessarily, but it's marketing support because we're a checkoff organization. We can't just give them cash, but we help support them with um, you know marketing to get their products out into the to the to the marketplace. You know, that's one thing I've been learning too, right along with many dairy farmers, is even a good idea needs a lot more help than that. Uh, scaling up product, finding production facilities. I mean, we in, in the food industry, the dairy industry, there's some very unique challenges out there that a lot of dairy operators don't understand. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, every product is different. And for new products to be, you know, have a lot of potential, they have to be doing something different. So chances are there's not a manufacturer out there that fits perfectly. So, you know, to your point, we're trying to connect these entrepreneurs with the most appropriate manufacturer um, to help them, you know, at least initially get the product out into the market. Um, but that's not always easy is, is, again, finding the right processor that can do what they really need. 
Um, but again, that's that's part of the trick and part of the value, too, that we offer to these entrepreneurs. Let me ask you, John, one effort, and I've been talking with John Talbot about, you know, similar efforts we're doing here in Wisconsin with our Dairy Innovation Hub. Some of our monies in that effort are going to researchers to accelerate them thinking out of the box. Have you been surprised at people that suddenly show interest in dairy when you give them <laughs> a little financial carrot? Sure. Oh, yeah. No, in fact, you know, uh, some of these entrepreneurs are, are just, they're more about creating ideas. They really don't know dairy necessarily, you know, but, but they have this desire to, and this, this, you know, willingness to put their, their lives into this project. And it's really exciting to see the energy of the whole thing is, is I think, one of the most satisfying parts of the whole thing is, is just to see these people, these ideas and this passion and this excitement, and then hopefully help them along the way. Yeah, well, and that's what it's all about. Again, if you're just joining us, folks, John Talbot is the board CEO for the California Milk Advisory Board. And what we've been talking about is their accelerator program. It's a lot like what we're trying to do in Wisconsin with our Dairy Innovation Hub, but they are focused specifically at products that can help us turn the corner when it comes to dairy consumption across all platforms, obviously focused in on fluid, but also focused in on how that moves into other marketplace, other uses. And it's always good to hear that we're working hard to get the product out there. And as Pam mentioned, that was John Talbot working on the California's Accelerated Program for Product Development. We need to do a few more chores and then we'll be hearing from Morgan. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to get some local news and hear from Morgan. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start in Barron County, where a search continues for a woman who authorities say cut off her ankle bracelet. The Barron County Sheriff's Department looking for Lori Mullins. Uh, Deputies say she cut off her ankle monitor while on work release earlier this week. She was allowed out of county jail to go to work, but she never returned. You can find more information and photos online, 715newsroom.com. We go to the Wisconsin courts where the second woman convicted in the slender man stabbing is no longer asking to go home. Morgan Geyser's attorneys this week withdrew their request for her to leave a state mental hospital where she's been held since 2017. Her lawyer says she's making progress with mental health treatments and... They hope to have her sent home next year. Geyser was 12 years old when she and Anissa Weir lured another 12-year-old into the woods and stabbed her repeatedly. Geyser and Weir were sentenced to a state mental hospital for the crime. Weir was released in 2021. Well, there's more support alongside strikers on the picket lines. Is coming from the union level with public workers at the Wisconsin Allegiance for Retired Americans joining Teamsters and about 45 union workers at the brewery have been on strike for more than a month. They want a bigger pay raise and some other concessions. Meanwhile, across the negotiations table, Liney says the offer that they've made to the striking Teamsters is competitive and exceeds local rates for similar jobs. Eau Claire is gearing up and rolling forward on plans to build a new bike trail on McKinley Road. The county is applying for a safe routes to school grant. The idea would be to create a bike path along McKinley from Highway 312 to River Prairie Drive. Planners say that would give kiddos at both McKinley Charter School and Northwoods Elementary a safe way to get to and from school as they now start the funding project for that. And if you're working for the weekend and feeling those Friday vibes, you're not alone. Wisconsin's actually seeing some steady job growth with the Wisconsin Department of Workforce Development saying the state improved on June's record jobs now at over 3,700,000. And if you're looking for a tour of this place we call home, 
home, or maybe you're not from Eau Claire, but you'd like to see some of the nooks and crannies and hear the special stories, Volume 1 launches a very fun project. You can hop on the trolley. It's officially underway this weekend, and our own George House, a name you probably remember from the Wax Morning Show for many years, will actually be driving the trolleys and hosting, taking some signature tours of Eau Claire. There's also going to be a cocktail tour, some brewery tours, winery tours on that menu as well. You can learn all about this new edition with the Chippewa River Trolley online with a click at 715newsroom.com. And all aboard as we head back to the barn. Got to get those chores done with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Well, thanks, Morgan, for that update. And we're going to see if Mike has anything more to say than it's going to be hot this weekend. Well, maybe Mike isn't quite ready for me. Joe. Oh, there. <laughs> I had to push another button. I don't usually have to push that button. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I was like, no, I'm here. I promise. <laughs> I figured you were. I just had to relook at the board. You know, I've been doing pretty well with pushing the buttons, but I have to have a slip up now and then. Yeah, and Mother Nature is doing a good job of pushing my buttons because <laughs> she knows how I feel about heat. And uh, that's what's happening this weekend. So for today, we have a little bit of haze and some patchy fog that we've been dealing with this morning and a pretty chilly start otherwise. But topping out near 80 today, we'll have a good bit of sunshine. It's just that some of that may be filtered out. Tonight, partly cloudy, dipping to the mid-60s. Going to have a pretty mild night, and that's the precursor to a very hot day tomorrow, likely topping out in the low 90s. Sunday, more sunshine, upper 80s for our highs, and going into Monday, still in the upper 80s, and then warming up even more going into the middle of next week. Low 90s on Tuesday, potentially some mid-90s on Wednesday, and for Thursday, staying in the upper 80s. So we have a very, very hot pattern ahead of us, and also very dry with plenty of sunshine to take us between now and about this time next week. 53 degrees right now in Eau Claire as we've had a hazy but mostly clear start to the morning. Sorry. That's I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm, uh, I, was, I was getting I, a little worried for you. <laughs> well, I'd get a little worried about me, too. It is Friday. That so. it is. So my mind is thinking about, you know, other things. Going fishing and boating this weekend, right? Absolutely. That's my goal. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, you have a good weekend. You too, Jill. And that was Mike Dandre from TV 13 Weather. And uh, I just had Brent Wink walk in, and he said he had a fantastic weekend. Absolutely. How was the class reunion last weekend for you? It was good. It was good to catch up with people. So Awesome. You know, and uh, have a little fun, too. Perfect. Well, that sounds like a good time. All right. We better get through some more chores yes, so we absolutely. can talk to you some more. All righty. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. There's still a lot of activities happening around the area. We've got fairs. We've got the Juneau County Fair in Mauston. And the Lincoln County Fair in Merrill. The Athens World's Fair is happening up in Athens. And the Sawyer County Fair in Hayward. And there, um, those uh, Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club show, 60th annual show is going on starting today and through the weekend. And that's off of just off of Highway 33 between Baraboo and the Dells. And that's where Farm Technology Days was. And that's going on today through the weekend. And then this weekend, there's also the 39th annual Moon Lake Thresherman's Association Incorporated Old Time Farm Fest. They're featuring Massey Harris. That's Saturday and Sunday. Gates open at 8 o'clock. And that's at the George Solomon Farm, five miles south of Turtle Lake on Highway K. And 
Today is the last day to register register for the ProVision Partners on-farm beef meeting that's going to be held August 24th, 5.30 to 7.30 at the Tama Vale Farm in Portage. So go to ProVision Partners online, their website, and it leads you right through it. I actually checked it out, and it was a piece of cake to get to the end. And the Midwest Horse Farmers Horse Pulling Association is having a horse pull at tomorrow at noon at the 36th annual El Paso Days in El Paso, Wisconsin. And on our weekend programming, we'll be hearing from Stanley Boyd FFA. Bob caught up with them, I believe, last Saturday. And we'll hear about what Jordan Donnerbauer has up his sleeve for the FFA members and all the activities that are going on there. We're also going to be hearing from Chippewa County and the Woodmore 4-H for this weekend. So a lot of busy activities, and it is going to be hot, and I plan on doing some fishing. But we better get through some more chores, and then we'll be heading to markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're still getting those chores done, and it is time to head to markets. It is 53 degrees out there, and... 17 minutes before 6 o'clock, and we need to hear about Equity Altoona and right from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers, Neffers dollar fifty two dollar eighty one. Choice dairy cross steers, Neffers dollar fifty two dollar eighty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar sixty to a dollar sixty five. Choice Holstein steers a dollar forty five to a dollar fifty nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar forty four and down. Top twenty percent of the cow cows sold from a dollar two to a dollar thirteen. Made the top of a dollar fifteen. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy three to a dollar one. Bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy two and down. Organic market from Tuesday eighty percent of organic cows sold from a dollar ten to a dollar. 40. About 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.09 and down. Call bulls sold from a dollar to a dollar and a quarter. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 200 to $350 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 275 to $630 per head. Sows on Thursday sold from 50 to 60 our next special feeder sale is Friday, August 25th. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are so lucky to have Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. You said it's a little cool up there, just like here, right? Well, Joe, good morning to you, and thank you for that nice introduction. Uh, yeah, 49 degrees we have right here this morning, but uh, we're looking forward to a uh, much warmer day today and much, much warmer tomorrow and Sunday, so I guess we'll have to get prepared for that. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, not really any rain to forecast, although we got a few little showers here yesterday that was kind of unforecasted, but, uh, you know, nothing too serious. But uh, uh, there's still some folks who want to get the third crop up, and uh, we definitely just, uh, we got moisture in the ground now, definitely with the warm weather, we're sure going to bring the corn, corn along and the beans along, so it's a pretty good timing by Mother Nature. I think so. Get a little bit of heat and we'll ripen the crops up. What happened at the markets? 
Well, we better tell the folks about that, too. And, uh, Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market uh, on the... Uh, Yielding cows on yesterday's auction selling mostly from a dollar two to a dollar eighteen. Uh, earlier in the week, we did see uh, uh, top cows selling from a dollar twenty up to a top of a dollar twenty-nine. Most of the cows this week sold between eighty and a dollar two. Thinner cows, plainer light carcass cows, seventy-five and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls selling mostly from a dollar twelve to a dollar twenty, topping at one twenty-four. Lighter weight bulls, uh, uh, 108 and below. On the Fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, mostly from 145 to 160. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 140 and below. On the, pretty much a steady calf market this week, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves, mostly from 150 to 325. Uh, fancy bull calves earlier in the week from 330 up to a top of 380. Upper calves this week, mostly from 50 up to a top of 140 again earlier in the week. Beef calves continue to be very strong. Uh, those are good quality beef calves selling from 300 to 600, and we did top of the beef calves at 650. Just a uh, look at the schedule for next week, full marketing week, of course, next week here at Stratford. Our next uh, hay auction will be next Tuesday. We do have uh, large square large squares already consigned for that sale next Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle sale will be next Wednesday. And looking ahead a little bit toward the end of the month, we do have a special feeder sale on Wednesday, August 30th. Complete our dispersal of... Uh, uh, belted Galloway cows, young stock, and the whole herd will be coming in. Now, again, we'll be on Wednesday, August 30th. If folks are interested, just uh, take a look at the website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and you'll be there. So, Jill, that's where we have. And uh, you uh, indicated you are going to do some fishing this weekend. Is that uh, referred to bottle bass, or is that going to be something else? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually like the uh, ones that I get out of the water. Oh, uh, okay. Um, we but... wanted to... I, I just wanted to clarify that, you know, so. Yeah, no, I did that last weekend, so I'm good. All right, and, of course, a lot of fairs around. Hope to see the folks this weekend out. And, uh, Jill, you have a nice weekend, and we'll talk to you ladies on Monday morning. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to do a little more chores before we get to hear from Brent. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to take one last look at our markets here on Wax 104.5. Chicago Board of Trade, corn for December's at 485 and holding steady. December oats are at 465, up 5 cents. November soybeans are at 1342, up 12 cents. November, December soybean meals at $384 a ton, up $4. December wheat is at $624, up $0.09. Cents. And our country elevator prices, wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn is at $489, with soybeans at $1293. Golden Plump in Arcadia, $524 for corn. And Baldwin, $444 for corn and $13 for soybeans. Durand, Mondovi, and Elmwood are all sitting at $449 for corn and $13 for soybeans. Fall Creek is at $439 and $1290 for their beans. Osseo is at $469 for corn and $13 for the beans. Elk Mound, $486 and $1296. Sparta, $479 and $1372. Ellsworth, $429 for corn and $1290 for beans. And Northside Elevator, loyal location, four ninety nine for corn and thirteen oh eight for their beans. In Arcadia, five oh four for corn and thirteen twenty five for their beans. And our ethanol plants, Boysville four ninety nine, Stanley five oh eight, and New Richmond four ninety four for the beans. Rolling on over to our cheese markets, 
Barrels, 175, down eight and a half cents. 40 pound blocks, 202 and a half, up three quarters of a cent. Gray double A butter, 277, up two cents. Class three milk futures, August 1727, uh, down seven cents. September 1784, down seven cents. October, down 17 cents to 1763. November 1791, down nine cents. And December, down another seven cents to 1793. And that's markets are headed downward through the end of the year. And I didn't see any $18 milk out there. And, uh, maybe. Hopefully, maybe we'll turn it around this next year. But that's one our last look at our markets here on Wax 104.5. And I, as I mentioned, I've got Brent Wink in the house and got a little bit more rain over the weekend. How are things looking up in Glenwood City? Yeah, absolutely. First, good morning. Good morning. You survived last weekend. I did. And Class reunions all in the mirror and... Yeah, you like in the yearbook where you voted most likely to have a voice on on the radio or anything in any the, of that stuff come true in the yearbook. I wasn't voted most likely to do anything. <laughs> so well, I think that I now. did look at you now. And and you were all gussied up. And well, uh, we had a good time. 80s prom night last weekend at our campground and uh, good time I, from what I've been told. <laughs> no, it was good. Well, and you did some karaoke, and there were some pretty cool pictures that yeah. were sent out and about about you. So. Yep. No, it was it was fun. But off to work. So this week, uh, you know, kind of just walking fields and seeing things and kind of the focus turn into soybeans. And a couple of things for the last few weeks, we've been seeing some diseases starting to show up in soybeans and just wanted to highlight a little bit of what, what I'm seeing. Uh, first off, sudden death syndrome. Uh, in some soybeans, that's really maybe more of the variety issues and things. We don't have a lot of that, but we're starting to see some of that over the last few weeks. But the bigger one is white mold. Uh, every year you're kind of sitting at the edge of your seat wondering, will we have white mold in our soybeans or not? The last few years, the pressures haven't been as great, but, uh, this year it's starting to show up now. And, and when I talk to a lot of growers, you know, they talk about a disease triangle, and you certainly have to have a host, which we have with soybeans. The pathogen has to be there, and the environment has to be conducive for all three of those things to happen. If you remove one of those things, you don't have the disease. And so we are seeing some white mold. Um, certainly, it usually shows up in probably some of our better beans, uh, usually short, stunted, poor-looking beans aren't a really a, a, a conducive environment for the for the pathogen. But we're, with all this rain, all of this dew, all of this kind of wet canopy, uh, usually that the, the infection is occurring back in early July to mid-July. And then what are the conditions beyond that? And we certainly, over the last two to three weeks, we've seen seen a lot of conditions that are kind of accelerating that. So you're starting to finally see those uh, soybean plants out in the field that are turning brown and dying. And, and like I say, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to predict how bad it will be this year, but uh, just as you're walking the fields, you know, certainly something to take a look at. There are no varieties that are resistant to white mold. There's certainly some varieties that may be tolerated a little better than another. Uh, but from a, 
from a, a seed standpoint, there is no complete resistance from a variety. So uh, like I tell growers, it's, it's certainly it happens in some of our best uh, beans and our highest yield potential, and they're tall and a thick canopy, and that canopy hasn't had a time to dry out when we have all these wet conditions. And, and so those are the areas that are affected. So that's been... been uh, you know, one of the things we did have some spider mites in soybeans where there were some insecticide applications made here over the last few weeks, but kind of on the home run stretch to, you know, to maturity, you know, and, uh, but that's just something that we're seeing now in the soybeans. So as you're out walking your fields and you see a couple of lone plants out there that are starting to turn brown and dying, uh, pretty easy to diagnose the white mold to go out and it's kind of a white cottony. Uh, attached to the stems of the plants and and can kind of start to see some of those areas. So I, I suspect it's going to probably be a little worse than we've had in the last few years. We've kind of haven't had real bad conditions over the last couple of years, but I think in certain areas, certainly with uh, really tall canopy and, and large crop, we're probably going to see um, a little more than we've seen in the past. So hopefully it doesn't uh, end up being too bad, but um, that's that's kind of what I've seen there. So this heat, wow, what a what a, a blessing to have the moisture we've had and to have heat like we're going to have here at the end of August or toward the end of August. So that certainly should help to speed our corn crop along and to get a little closer to uh, to maturity. You know, corn silage is literally probably you know two to three weeks away, and it's just kind of that fun time of year, Jill, where you get to see the crop maturing right in front of our eyes and time to start harvest here soon so it's uh it's it's kind of a fun time well it is a fun time and a lot of that i've noticed as i'm driving or driving around is the corn is really sprouting up i mean it really is changing colors and looking good and and the beans are I mean, clean fields out there, an awful yeah. lot of clean fields. Yep. No, this is, uh, like I say, the kind of the time of the year that you can go grade yourself of how well you did with the crop. And and uh, like I said, it keep the moisture, heat here now, and that's really going to accelerate us through maturity. So hopefully everything uh, in everyone's neighborhood stays good. And the, we avoid the hail when we get those high heats and things like that, that we don't get some really severe storms. I know... Menominee area last weekend had some hail and and just some real weird storms that kind of pop up when we start getting temperatures like that. So hopefully we stay safe, finish this crop off, and have an incredible harvest. And an incredible safe harvest. You bet. I even had an offer of riding in a combine. So really, I think I'm going to jump at that because I think that sounds like a good time. Now I know who's going to be my weekend help. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You never know what can happen. All right. Well, take care and good luck running the chair until Senior Bob gets back. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get our we'll do our best. And that was Brent Wink, sponsored by our program, is sponsored by Winfield United. And we'll take one last look at our weather today. High of seventy nine with uh, temperature tonight at seven sixty four. Tomorrow, Sunday and Monday, hot and humid, ninety one and eighty seven for the temps. And that's one last look at our weather here on Wax 104.5 and our farm show. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.